It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. You know, there are some things in life that just give us a, a deep joy as we anticipate what's to come. And I believe that's a joy that we have received from God Himself. I remember when I was a little kid, maybe in second grade, somewhere around there, lived in Belmar, New Jersey. I remember getting out of school one day at the Belmar uh, Elementary School and crossing Main Street, and there was a store across the street, and they had this huge jar filled with jelly beans in it, and there was a sign there, and it said, guess the number of jelly beans in the jar, and win um, this yo-yo. It was this really nice yo-yo, and that was a big deal back then. And I remember putting in my slip, guessing the number of jelly beans in the jar. And man, it was like Christmas all over again. I could hardly sleep anticipating the day when they would reveal the winner. Um, And there was excitement, there was anticipation, there was hope. And and by the way, in that case, I actually did win the yo-yo, which was an amazing coincidence because there was no scientific method behind it at all. I I nailed it and I won the yo-yo. You know, that joy that I experienced in the hope of what was to come is the kind of joy we as Christians should have in anticipating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 2, we have the recording of the first Christian sermon, and it was preached by Peter. Um, The Holy Spirit that Jesus promised over in John 14 came upon all believers there on the day of Pentecost. There was 120 followers of Jesus Christ. Man, they all began speaking in languages that they had never learned before. And this amazing miracle caught the attention of all the Jewish people that were present there. Some of them mocked it. Some of them became very interested. And in that moment and that opportunity, Peter spoke up and did exactly what Jesus told him to do. He said, you will be my witnesses. And Peter began to preach. And while he was preaching his sermon, that first Christian sermon after the uh, resurrection of Jesus Christ and his ascension, Peter quotes Psalm 16, verses 8 through 11. And it begins in verse 25 of Acts 2. And it says, for David spoke concerning him, talking about Jesus, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope, because you will not leave my soul in hell. Neither will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You shall make me full of joy with your countenance. Men and brothers, let me freely speak to you about the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh saw corruption." This Jesus has God raised up, whereof we are all witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has shed forth this, which you now see and hear. So in this sermon of Peter's on the day of Pentecost, 
he quotes David from Psalm 16, verses 8 through 11. And, and in Psalm 16, David is speaking to the Father, and he's speaking to the Father about the deliverance that God would give him. But as a prophet, because David was a prophet in the Old Testament, I mean, the Bible was not yet complete. David starts prophesying in the middle of this conversation with the Father about Jesus's resurrection. And so David starts speaking ahead about the resurrection of Christ. And in Psalm 16, verse 10, which is um, quoted in Acts 2, verse 27, um, he says, you will not leave my soul in hell. David starts speaking in the first person as, as it were, the mouthpiece of Jesus Christ. And so Peter here, and then Paul later in Acts chapter um, 29, later on in the book of Acts, um, they both start saying how David could not have been speaking about himself that you would not leave my soul in hell and I would not see corruption because David died and David's body was still in that same tomb he was placed in, even in the time of Peter, which was many, many centuries later. So both here, Peter, and then later, Paul, refer back to what David said in Psalm 16 and said, this was not David speaking about himself. This was David speaking about the Lord. And I would go a step further and say it wasn't just David speaking about the Lord. It was David speaking for the Lord because he says, you will not leave my soul in hell and I will not face corruption. And so this is so cool because we know David did face corruption, that he was speaking about Jesus, and, and he becomes this mouthpiece, but not just for Jesus's words, but for Jesus's heart as well. Because look what it says. It says in verse 26, it says, Therefore, my heart rejoiced, my tongue was glad, I, my flesh rests in hope, because you've not left my soul in hell. So I feel like what we have here in this psalm that's quoted in Acts chapter 2 is more than just another proof of the resurrection. That's just some sterile words on a piece of paper. Man, this is a, a, a window into the heart and soul of Jesus as he thought about the resurrection. Jesus said, my heart rejoiced. Jesus said, my tongue was glad. And he said, I will rest in hope. Man, Jesus had joy in his heart. He had rejoicing in his lips. He had rest in his soul. Why? Because Jesus knew through all the suffering he faced in this life, the rejection of his own, and then ultimately the cross and his crucifixion. Through it all, there was a joy and a hope and a gladness in Christ that was predicated or, or was given to him. Why? Because he knew the resurrection was coming. All that Jesus went through, all that he faced in this life, he knew was a temporary thing. Man, Jesus was saying, hey, I'm just passing through. This is not my end. And Jesus had this excitement and gladness as he anticipated his resurrection. And you know what? We should have that same hope and that same gladness of heart that Jesus had as we anticipate our resurrection. Because if you think about it, the, the Christian's hope is, is all about the resurrection. Um, you take away the resurrection from our faith and there's nothing left. Paul talked about this in 1 Corinthians 15, um, but especially in verses 17 through 19, he basically said, if Jesus didn't rise from the grave, if there is no resurrection coming for us, 
he said three things. He said, our faith is in vain. In other words, our faith is worthless. We're just wasting our time. He said, we are still in our sins, which means we really have never been forgiven. Because even though the price for our sin was paid for on the cross, what proved the cross as real and authentic was the resurrection from G of Jesus from the dead. And so Paul said, if there's no resurrection, our faith is worthless. Um, we do not have forgiveness. We are still in our sins. And then he summed it up. He said, we are of all men most miserable. Man, if we are living as witnesses and mouthpiece of Christ in this life and, and, and denying ourselves, you know, for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of the Christ and living sacrificially for a life that is to come with the mindset that in this world we are just passing through, he said, then when the, when the end comes, we're going to be the most miserable people on the earth. And we should just eat and drink uh, and party because tomorrow we're going to die and it's all going to be over with. You see, the most significant hope and foundation to our faith as believers and followers of Jesus Christ, it's absolutely the resurrection. And as it was a joy to Jesus, it made his heart glad. It made his tongue rejoice. It made his soul rest in hope. And David brought that out to us. Man, we ought to be glad and rejoicing and have hope knowing that our resurrection is coming as well. You see, the reality we have is that no matter what comes our way in this life, we should stand strong, immovable, unshakable. Because if Jesus rose and he was excited about his coming resurrection, Man, we should be excited about our coming resurrection. Hey, there's not just some yo-yo at stake because uh, one of us counted the right number of jelly beans in the jar. Man, we are talking about our eternal uh, well-being in the presence of God because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So the word for today is this. We should face this day and every day considering the resurrection of Jesus and our coming resurrection and then go out and live with confidence and fearlessness no matter what comes because we're just passing through and our resurrection is guaranteed. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.